podcast number 21, Chord and Non-Chord Tones. In podcast number 17, 18, and 19, Analysis of Reeling in the Years, Under the Bridge, and Mercy, I highlighted the fact that the interplay of chord and non-chord tones create varying degrees of color, tension, and calm, so important in a melody. The two most common ways people create melodies are, one, chords and progressions first. In this method of composition, the composer creates or adapts a chord progression, and then as the chords are played on a piano, guitar, or any chord instrument, sings or hums a melody using words as a guide or on the syllable such as la. As discussed in countless books, interviews, and articles, this seems to be the most common method used by pop, rock, and country musicians. For more on this, I highly recommend a book by David Byrne of the Talking Heads called How Music Works. Excellent, excellent book in which he discusses modern songwriting and the music business in general. Most of my podcasts up to this point deals with this method. The second most common way is the melody is conceived first, then harmonized by chords that enhance and complement it. In both methods, the melody is either improvised by your mind's ear or improvised using a scale, such as a blues scale, major scale, pentatonic scale, or variations of the minor scale. In other words, a type of modal improvising where one or two scales is used against a certain chord progression. This is very popular in rock, country, pop music. Or playing off the chords as they pass by. So in other words, if it's a G minor chord, they would play off the G minor chord and then move on to the other chord. Now this is very popular in jazz because sometimes the music changes keys so often and the chord changes do not lend themselves to one, two, or more scales. So here, the person improvising or singing would use a mixture of chord and non-chord tones for each chord as it passes by. This is a very musical way to improvise or write out a melody. It lends itself to making a great deal of sense. Before I play all these examples, I would just like to say one thing. You might say, well, wait, if most of the songwriters play chords and just sing, and many great songwriters admit to not reading music or knowing and having any formal training in music. So then how would they do this? Well, I think their inner ear, their musical mind, picks out the notes to convey the story and emotion of the lyrics. Look at Paul McCartney. admits to no formal training, doesn't read music, and the amazing amount of work he has produced. Now let's look at the interplay and the use of chord and non-chord tones. Remember, the use of chord tones adds consonants, rest, and strength. The non-chord tones add color and varying degrees of unrest. For all our examples, I will use a C chord, C-E-G, and an F chord, F-A-C, one measure each in 4-4 time. So in the C chord, we have C, E, G, and the F chord, F, A, C. So in our first example, I will play the third E, the root C, the fifth G. Now in the F chord, I'll play the F, the root, and then the A, the third. So it'll sound like this. 
all chord tones. Now, for our second example, I will play the same notes, but now I will connect the E and the C with a D. This is a diatonic, that means in the scale, passing tone. And then I will connect the F to the A with the note in between the G. So let's listen to how that sounds. E, D, C, G, F, passing tone G, A. One more time. Now with the chords. You will notice I connected the E to the C smoothly. Then I jumped to the G. You can jump to any chord tone. And then F connected the G to the A. Our next example is called an appoggiatura. This is used when you want to express strong emotion. Here we play a chord tone, but before we play it, we play a note above it or below it. In this case, we're going to go above it. So instead of starting with the E, we're going to start with the F, the fourth of the chord, and then move down to the E. Let's listen to that. The fourth to the third. Hear the emotion there? Then we go down to the C, the root. Now on the F chord, we're going to jump above the F to the G first. Hear that emotion? Especially when you jump in to an appoggiatura. You jump one note higher than the note you want and then move down. So now let's listen to the phrase. I'd like to give you a great example of that, how in the same chord, in an F chord, the composer went to a G first, then an F, an appoggiatura, the high point of the song. In the theme song for the movie Titanic, in the middle of the song, the music jumps from one G to an octave higher to the G above it in an F chord. So in other words, he's going to the ninth of the chord, the G, to the root, the F. So let's listen to that. So here's the low G, now up. And then comes down. Comes down to an F in the F chord, a passing tone E to a D in a G chord. So another chord tone. We can hear the strong emotion with an appoggiatura, especially by a large interval leap and held before resolving to the chord tone. In our next example, we are going to do an appoggiatura but from below. So the note is E, the chord tone, but we're going to play a D first, the ninth. In other words, the second note, but in music we refer to that as the ninth. So we have D to E, the appoggiatura, the D to the E chord tone, then we'll have, we'll do it again. Then we'll jump to the G below the A chord tone. So I play D to E, then I repeat it. Then I jump to an appoggiatura below the note, and then move into the chord tone. So I'll play it all together.
So from our original melody, which had only chord tones, we added passing tones, then an appoggiatura above, and an appoggiatura below. You see all the combinations we're getting already, and we only have two chords. In our next example, for an appoggiatura from below, we are going to go out of the key to a chromatic note, in other words, an accidental. So instead of playing C to G, with an F as the appoggiatura below, I'm going to play F sharp, which is not in the key of C. It's a half step below the note we want to go to. And I've delayed it a little bit to make it more emotional. C, F sharp, then to the G. We have consonants. Then we have tension, and then we have back to rest. The song Maria from West Side Story starts with those notes. Composed by Leonard Bernstein. Now against the F chord, I'm going to introduce the C note with a B, and then E to F, and then G sharp to A. So we have this. Appoggiaturas approach from below, some in the scale and some accidentals not in the key. Played together. In podcast 20, I talk about suspended chords, and here's how they were derived. Against the C chord, I will play the fifth, the G. So here's the C chord, the G, the fifth of the chord. I change the chord to an F, hold the G, which becomes now the appoggiatura, the ninth, the second of the chord, and then it moves down to the root of the F. Listen again. So the note is suspended in time. It starts off as calm, and then as the chord change, it becomes more tense, more colorful, more emotional, and then resolves down to the F, back to calm. One more time. In that example, the appoggiatura then resolved downward. In this, the next example, the appoggiatura will resolve upward. It will start as a suspension. I will play... Against the C chord, I will play C, B, A, G. Hold the G. The chord changes now to an F, but now instead of coming down, I will go up to the third of the chord, the A. So we have this now. Suspension, resolution. an upward resolution of a suspension. You can see by using these techniques and the ones that follow, you can add a, quite a bit of emotion to your music, plus make a great deal of sense as the chords move by. Our next technique is called an anticipation. 
This may be thought of as the opposite of a suspension. While one chord is sounding, a note from the next chord is played just before that note is sounded with the new chord, thereby creating an anticipation. Let's listen. So I played a C chord, I played C and E, and then I played the F, which is the first note of the next chord, the F chord. So I anticipated the F in the second measure with an F in the first measure. Our next technique is used quite a bit. It's called an auxiliary tone. This is a note which is usually one scale tone above or one half step below a chord tone. The chord tone is played first, followed by the auxiliary note, and then the chord tone again. For our example, I will play a C chord, and then with the C, the E, and the G, I'll play an auxiliary note, one above, and then come back. C, C, D, C. E, E, F, E. Now on the F chord, I will do the same thing. I will play the F chord. On the first note, the F. But now I'm going down below the note, half step below and coming back. So it's F, F, E, F. One more time. Now on the A, I'm going to do a half step from A to A flat, back to A. do the same thing, half step down, which will be a B. So except for the A, the other two notes are in the scale, but the A we went out of the scale with an accidental, and it fits perfectly well. Let me play that again, the A, G sharp A, A, A flat A, either way. In podcast 18, I did an analysis of Under the Bridge, in the introduction by John Frusciante, an exceptional guitar introduction, he uses an auxiliary note as he plays off the chord. I will play both chords now. In the first measure, I will play the C, E, F, E, and in the second measure, I will play C and then A, G sharp, A. So the first measure will have the auxiliary note above and in the second one, a half step below. Our next technique, a chromatic passing tone. These may be used between chord tones, but care must be taken not to overdo this technique. In the proper place and used sparingly, the effect can be quite interesting. Overdone, it will sound old-fashioned and dated. Against the C chord, I will play E, chord tone, E, chord tone, F, passing tone, F sharp, chromatic passing tone, and then G, a chord tone. Against the F chord, I will play A, chord tone, A, another chord tone, B flat, a chromatic passing tone, B natural, a regular passing tone, and then C. Let's listen to that. If you're not familiar, the chromatic scale is every note. I'll play one from C to C. Up to this point, 
every non-chord tone has moved directly to a chord tone. However, we can delay the resolution. The movement of a non-chord tone to a chord tone may be delayed by the addition of one or more notes before the resolution. Let's delay a suspension. The suspension would be F to E on C chord. Before I do that, I'll play the F, and then I will play a G, D, and then to the E. I'll do that again. Instead of this, I get this. Let's try the one with the G sharp to A on the F chord. A half step, this note is, remember, an accidental out of the key, and then resolves to the A. But before we do that, let's go to a B above the A and then down. Try that again. It is very important to remember that constructing a good melody will contain many colors, like an interesting work of art. Tension and release, calm, are two very important qualities in creating these colors. In the songs that I've analyzed and the ones I will, I've always put emphasis on the interplay of chord and non-chord tones to enhance the melody, set the mood of the work, and reflect the meaning of the lyrics. Tension can be achieved by the use of dissonance, accelerating rhythms, continuing repetitions, dissonant intervals, disjointed rhythms, fragmented motifs, unexpected motion, and unexpected dynamics. Calm can be achieved by consonants, consonant intervals, long flowing phrases, no sudden changes in rhythm or dynamics, complete ideas, expected motion, and lack of dynamics. All these techniques we will study in future podcasts. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. Joe.